This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, hello. Welcome to She Podcasts, episode 345. Episode three, four, five. I am your co-host Jessica Kupferman, and with me, as always, the very zoomed in and detailed Elsie Escobar. (laughs) How does it feel to have a co-host that's in her fifties now? I was just gonna say, how was your birthday? (laughs) Oh, it's so great! Birthday. You know. I had a little bit of a panic this morning, not because you're 50, but because I met you 11 years ago when you were like 39. And 11 years from now, oh, God, I don't even want to say it. You'll be what? 61. You'll be 61. That's 60. Okay. Hey, listen. 60. I, ha- I had so many people commenting that the 60s are better. 60. I had one of my, like, one of the um, artist- the artistic director uh, Donovan Marley, who was part of the Denver Center Theater Company when I was working there, he, you know, and I, I put my happy birthday post on my thing and he commented, he goes, just 85 is even better. I was like, yeah, baby. He was so cute. That doesn't freak you out that, that no. you're close to 16? Do you not no. fear death? Yes, I'm 16. Well, I mean, I don't think I fear death. I just know it's closer. I am perfectly happy being my age. I think it's fantastic. And I really don't. I think it's just lovely. It's lovely. I must have a terrifying fear of death. Terrified. I am terrified to die. I can't imagine myself dead. I don't know who will be left here when I'm dead. I would like to be so old when I die that I don't even know it's happening and I pee my pants and then I die. <laughs> Why do you pee your pants and then you die? I think you should die and then pee your pants. Because old people that old have no continence. I want to be delirious and incontinent and probably I'll have a full beard by then because I'll have no estrogen anymore. Okay. Enough. Enough talking about this. I don't want to talk about death and fearing death. Let's talk about other things. What? You can't talk about fearing death? Not right now. I just was talking about my birthday and I was all happy and then- I'm afraid of dying and death. Are you not afraid you're close? Okay, tell me about your 50th birthday. How are you feeling? How did it go? What did you do? What did you purchase? Tell me all the things. Well, no, I, I don't. I think I didn't go anywhere, obviously. I'm still in my home. I was just in the house. I, I went outside and messed around with one of my presents to myself-ish, which is the Sony ZV-E10, which is a camera that I'm using at this moment with its uh, fancy 16 millimeter lens, lens. And I went outside and I used it as a camera for a little bit, although it is, since I've, I have never used a DSLR camera or a mirrorless camera ever. And then I'm so used to using my phone. It was a whole other thing. So I'm it sitting is? there trying to figure out how to yeah, because on the phone, I can get the shots super easy. 
when I, I can see the screen is so much bigger and much more vibrant that I can see so much more. And this, the screen is smaller and the reach from the camera, the lens of the camera in the iPhone and the lens of the camera of the Sony is different. Also, it deals with light differently. So if there's too much light, it whites things out and it kind of let, like doesn't make it as rich. Whereas the iPhone camera can is able to do all of those things on its own because of the stuff that's in it. So you do have to like learn how to use the thing. Given that though, I had a good time playing with the thing. I'm sitting there trying to take selfies of myself and seeing how I'm going to be able to, I just wanted to see what it looked like. So that's what I did. And my child made me a wonderful lava cake all on her own because I asked her I to. I can't believe it. Did You, you asked so her good. to make you one and she did. Look, and she did. No, because she made and one. And it was edible. I'm impressed. Two years Hunter, ago, right? she made it. She made it two years ago. And I was surprised by how delicious it was. It was so delicious that I remembered everything about it and I kept harassing her. And so then this last, on Friday, I was like, can I have that lava cake that you made for my birthday? Please, please, please. So then she goes, yes. And she went shopping all by herself. Like when we went to the grocery store, she and Maymay went, they got all of the ingredients themselves. She made a list all on herself. She cooked the entire thing all by herself. And it was so good. Wow, cool. So that was a delicious thing. But but now I'm all set up. So essentially, my birthday gift to myself was all of the tech that I have. I have. Yeah. So tell another, us. Unless you don't another, want to tell us. No, I have a key light here. I have a Elgato key light, a mini key light. Elgato. Well, I think that there's, they say Elgato. Because I'm not sure it's El Gato as in like the cat. I think it's El Gato altogether. I don't think it was yeah. named for the cat. And then I have, yeah, so I have that camera. And then I have these like things that I pull up, like that I have in front of me now where I can attach all kinds of stuff because I wanted to see if I can put my iPhone on one of the things or the iPod. Can you show it to us or is it too busy being used? Let me see if I can do this real quick. Because now I have two cameras. I mean, the, but the cameras are, um, this is how fancy I am. Check this out. I'm going to switch. You're the fanciest person I know right now. I know, right? It's going to be kind of neato. Okay, y'all. Different camera now. Okay. That's my camera. Is it as big as you? Is it as tall? Oh, that's pretty big. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that's the one that I, it's on that light. And then I have this one here. This is my key light. What is the key light? Oh. See? You must have a big room for your office. Pretty nice. And then I have this screen. Look at that. What's happening there? Whoa. That's that's my computer screen. Is it because you're sharing? Oh, you're sharing it. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So there's that. That's my screen. And then the only thing, though, I had to, like, whenever I stand, I have to put this on the, like, this is a stool that I put my keyboard on top of and then my mouse, my track, my mouse track on top of here. Because when I'm standing, it changes. The height of it changes. Hold on. Let me change my camera. What I was holding was this, the smaller camera. So now, and what I'm currently using to come in here is the virtual camera that I'm running through Ecamm. So Ecamm is in there and then I can have two cameras. So I can really easily change camera angles. Hello, everybody. How's it going? I'm going to book my, I'm going to book time on your calendar so you can teach me how to do all this shit. 
Yeah. And then like that, you now I, I just have two cameras at the same time. But that's going to give Crazy. me a nice. The other one had so much better lighting. Go back to the other one, can you? Yeah. Which one? How did you do that with eCam? This is eCam. Yeah. I'm on eCam right now. I'm on virtual cam. Show the other. You're not going to just tell her that the. This? The, the C90. That's the better one, you think? Yeah. The, no, lighting. this is not the better. The, the lighting on this is just that this doesn't have as much light. Like the thing is with this camera. You need a lot. This is like fairly bright already. This is like yeah. th- you saw how big. Th- look at how the the light on this thing already. I know. It's ginormous. And oh, I have this. Right so mm-hmm. the Logitech camera is the har- light's very harsh. Your picture's very yeah. harsh that way. This one, the new camera, it's it's got like a warm glow to it. Yeah. And um, I can turn this light on a little, like bring bring this a lot of light, but it needs a lot of light in order for this to look like this. The, now, the thing that's really wonderful about the camera that is that I'm using right now, the C920, the ZVE10, sorry, is that it stays very consistent even if it's nighttime. So let's say there's no daytime coming in through the window because of the lighting that I have, it like really makes things really super nice and even the entire time. But my favorite thing about it is being able to share things like this. So like, these are my other headphones that I just got. These are my uh, other, other, like that. These are also, but see how nice that is. Look at how great yeah, it like really it focuses the camera and it immediately focuses it back. So but it's got to be like right in front of you, which means your desk can't be that wide. Like you've seen my office, right? Like is my desk is probably too wide to be able to I can't reach my arms across my desk to the other side, which means I'd have to have it on my desk, the camera. Well, I have it. I just showed you where I had it, Jess. Yeah, but I'm saying your arms are twice as long as mine. I'm just sort of thinking, like, you must not have a very... Let's see. Here's my face, and there's the light. Oh, yeah. It's right in front of you. All right. Yeah. It's arms So it's like, yeah. And it's, like, attached to this... Look at my messy room. Oh, yeah. I forgot you have a desk clamp. Right. I have a clamp thingy on the ground on there, so... That's right. I forgot. It's, um... But yeah, all of those things are the stuff that I've I've been kind of wanting to get done because I really want to make sure that we look as nice as possible, especially if we start to make our content continue yeah, to be even better great. and better and better. So yeah, you look great. It's very good. I love it. I love it. And I and I am also I this is going to be really great for doing like m- more little tutorials for the Roadcaster Pro if I want to show especially for our membership to show how where you put the cords and how to set up all this stuff and what you need to do and, uh, and everything so it's really nice to be able to do that and to have like those separate angles to be able to like talk to people as they switch around the only thing that I'm looking for now to add to this mix is the teleprompter so I would like to get a teleprompter and a stream deck those are some of those things thank you mom my mom my mom Hi, is mom. here. My mom is here. Yeah, all of that stuff. So it's very nice to be able to have all of the things that I get an opportunity to play with. But now you're getting it, Jess. So I'm getting it. Yep, it'll be here tomorrow, I believe. My God, you lucky girl. Like I was sitting there waiting forever. But anyway, let us continue on here by getting back into some feedback that we got for episode 344. Yes, please. Stacy Sims. Stacy Sims sent us some feedback. Do you want to go ahead and read her what she said? Hi there. 
You asked for feedback about podcasting 2.0 and the tags. I am here to tell you, I have no idea what that is. And I'm so busy with my work right now that I will not even search out what it is. I'll just listen to the feed and let you tell me what I need to know. Thanks. P.S. You were spot on with Spotify. Sorry for the pun. No, you're not, Stacey. (laughs) I'm so glad you brought up the Kara Swisher quote. This is about Spotify's business plan going forward. It is not about specific show content. This is a tech company teetering on being a media company. The latter means more responsibility and possibly less money. If you haven't already, definitely listen uh, listen to Kara's show, Pivot. They had a fabulous discussion last week about why they're keeping their show on Spotify for now and why they're confused and not sure about the future. That is fascinating. Yeah, uh-huh. I did listen to Pivot. I thought that they did have a very good conversation. Um, so if you all want to, I'll put a link in the show notes. I'll, I'll put it in here. I did listen to those folks and stuff. And it seems like Professor Galloway, he made a decision. He decided to take his show off of Spotify again. It was his own personal decision. He is part of the Vox Media Network. And they supported him in removing his show because he just felt like... No, he presents his case fairly clearly, not only in the latest episode, but the episode before that. So both they they release a show every, I think, Tuesday and Friday for Pivot. And so on both shows, they covered this whole thing. But I think that, again, people are still covering this entire conversation strictly from the Rogan Spotify angle versus how it affects podcasting and how it affects podcasts. So I want you to really start to think about it from the perspective of you as a podcaster, not necessarily you, because the other stuff is just your opinion, just what Jess actually, you really talked about it last time. It's like, this is either, it's either this or that, if you're talking about it in the mainstream, but nobody's talking about it, how it's really affecting podcasting in general, particularly, again, people who are disenfranchised that never really maybe people who don't have iPhones, people who don't have the ability to leave a platform altogether because it is actually the thing that's giving them the most amount of money. Maybe there's a lot of podcasters who are like, you know, podcasting for free. All of those things, audiences that are outside of the US. How does this affect them? How does it affect In what way? Like how would it affect disenfranchised Like people's voices, people who are, there's a lot of people who just started podcasting or who just started to listen to podcasts. And the only place that they listen is in Spotify. There's a lot of people who. But Spotify is not going away. So what is your fear for them? Podcasters, if they are removing their show, because the people who are, you know, if you decide you're going to take your show out, then that means that these people aren't getting your show anymore. But why would they have access to Spotify and not Apple or not Google or not? something else. Because maybe there are some folks that only listen on Spotify and maybe they don't have an iPhone. That's step one. And they may, you know, they not be able to like listen to a podcast outside of Spotify or something like that. Do you know of such people? Yes. People who are living outside of the U.S. But they have internet. Yes. So logic dictates that they could probably listen somewhere else besides Spotify. Possibly. Okay. But at the same time, it's like one of those things where even now there's people who are refusing to leave where they usually listen to stuff, correct? 
If you go refusing to, to leave is not the same as unable to access. Correct. But then there are times when maybe there's you never know how this is going to affect stuff. That's all I'm saying. So usually when you talk about the disenfranchised and we're referring to whether or not they have access to technology or the Internet, I'm right there with you. But I can't imagine why disenfranchised people would only have access to Spotify. That makes no, no sense. It's not that, Bubby. It's I'm t- look, I called you Bubby. <laughs> Because I'm your kid, as usual. Because you're my, yeah, because you're my kid. No, I'm saying that there are a lot of people, like, again, we talked about the fact that there's folks that don't even realize that their RSS feed can go to all of these different places that have built an entire ecosystem around you're just the Spotify ecosystem. Creators, yes, absolutely. Oh, okay, that's And then there, there's that. And also... There's a lot of audiences, again, that only listen in Spotify. I know that they have the choice of going elsewhere to listen to stuff. Absolutely. I, I understand that. But you never know how it's going to affect people when you're forcing them to, like, switch is all I'm saying. And I'd rather not focus on the issue of Rogan and more on the issue of podcasting and what the ripple effect it's going to have on the industry itself. Because there's a lot of things that we haven't talked through as an industry, and it's not as easy as just like, as what everybody, like, yeah, you, you don't understand like the complexity of so many different things for, especially for a lot of different companies. I'm just not into it at all. Unless they decide to censor him for some reason or stop their business plan of paying people bajillions of dollars to do one episode of their show. I'm not really sure how it affects our audience specifically because... Not ours. We're the least impacted by this. How has the industry itself, what they're doing, dynamic ad insertion, you know, anything that they do on those larger channels, it's not really affected our show in any way. It Correct. never has. You're right. And I guarantee that if they're, if you're listening out there and you have a show and you've been creating it and producing it yourself... It's not affecting you at all either. Again, Jess, we talked about this. We happen to not have a large audience on Spotify, but there are a lot of podcasts out there that have a much don't have to move a much wider audience inside of Spotify. But Stevie brings a, another point into the mix there. They say, I'm glad that this whole conversation is opening up issues with Spotify in that they don't compensate musicians and artists fairly. But it's irritating that it's taken this to get there. To Stacy's point, they are a publishing platform and they are curating content. JRE is something they pay for and they have a responsibility for that product. So let me rephrase in terms of what Stevie's bringing to the table and how that's going to affect the rest of the podcasting industry too. There's actually a lot of podcasting platforms now. Some of them, I believe Audio Boom, I believe Acast. There's a couple of other ones I would, I think, as well. Their business model was being a podcast host, but then they started to acquire podcasts. And so they are also having them be... Like for distribution only? For distribution. Well, not for distribution. distribution. For distribution, but not distribution only. They are the ones that are creating... Not exclusive distribution, creating podcast, like creating the shows, giving money for them for that, getting them ads, making sure that they're, you know, like, so they're doing all a bunch of extra stuff. So these famous or these um, high level tiered podcasts are being essentially paid for, right? So the podcast hosting company 
is paying them to create the content. They can monetize the content, like all of that stuff. They're being more exclusive for that specific company, but that doesn't mean that they are exclusive to being distributed only right in that one place. That's, right. It's not that they can go everywhere, but it's right. more like exclusivity for, I guess, sales or whatever, right? That's been happening. So there's a lot of companies who are not creators of content that are now in this media place, like they're becoming media companies that are doing all the things, not only hosting media, not only selling ads for them, but also helping them create the show and marketing the show and doing all of those extra things. So those lines are starting to become blurred in that we are now moving from one thing to the next. And a lot of these podcasting companies are sort of becoming a little bit more of an ecosystem. So given the conversation that's happening with Spotify, will they forever be blurred? Will it be one of those things where, I don't know, will they could be put, you know, put to task for, you know, shows that they have on there with them or creating their stuff? I mean, do you think that there's all this hellabaloo because of the content or because it's so popular? I personally think it's because it's so popular. It's because of the influence that Rogan has, right? But if it was influence about shoes, nobody would care. I would, yeah. If it was influence about shoes, if it's it's when it starts to cause harm, which is what we talked about in the last interview. Like, when is it, when do you get big enough for you to be responsible for what you're saying, right? When is the responsibility a thing? Oh, I think he feels very responsible for what he's saying. He just didn't want to piss off Neil Young. Oh, be quiet. But, but I think that he, <laughs> but I think that he knows and knew and exactly what his stance is. And so does Spotify. He's been conservative forever. That hasn't changed just because he went on Spotify. And right now, being conservative to a lot of people also means spreading misinformation or denying science or whatever else. Like, I mean, to to many liberals, that's what that means. It means if you're conservative, it also means you are living in a dreamland or some kind of like faux reality or something. And I think that's not the same as... I mean, it has to be the content. It's not just Joe. I think it's right. I think it's the it's the content. And I think, yeah, if it was about shoes, it wouldn't be an issue. But because it's this, I think any of those places you just mentioned, Acast, Audio Boom, they'd have a big problem if they had a show like this. So, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like there. It's already creating a new president in the way that content is seen and handled. Did you say president? President. Yes. Oh, president. Yeah. Uh, in the way content is handled inside of podcasting itself. And which actually brings me into the the next. It's very interesting that this has come out here, but I'm just going to bring this up that we were going to talk about something that came up upon my radar called the Independent Creator and the New Creator Manifesto. And it's neat. I'm not sure exactly what it is as of now. I believe... I, I believe it's very neat. It's uh, like, do you want to show, is there any, do you want to show the screen for this thing? Yeah, I can it's, show it. Yeah. So essentially the TLDR, which is right at the top of the page of 
newcreatormanifesto.com. It says TLDR, the creator economy will never be the same. The independent creator is here. And I, I there's a download, which I have not downloaded, um, from dependence to independence, the white paper. And I think it's all kinds of independent stuff. They There's a rallying cry. They have the manifesto here. It says they own, they don't rent, they go niche not broad. They invest in community, not audience. They build their own network effect, not a content conveyor belt. It's the new creator manifesto. So this is sort of feeling like it's where a lot of creators are wanting to really like claim their power because there are so many places that are you know, paying you money exclusively. There's a lot of platforms who have all of that extra cash to acquire things. And then you are kind of beholden to work with that platform in a way that maybe is not reflective of the things that you have going on. And they're just laying it out here that there's a lot of different ways to do stuff, how to create your own thing versus being owned by other places. It's a very interesting movement. I kind of dig it. I have to see what that download is because I did not download the white paper, which and I'm not even sure who put all this together, really. So I'm I'm curious oh. or maybe it's a tweet. I'm actually not even That's sure how tweeting? you tweeting. Wait, you can't even yeah. download it. Where's, I know. I'm confused. It says free to download. It says free download. Yeah, I don't know if it's. Oh, there like, it is. I think I just. Oh, the there it is. Area, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's a it's a. Oh, my goodness. It is a 23 page white paper. Holy mazzola. Which I haven't looked at too much but it looks this like is very about well thought this out this is about content creation including influence influencers not just right. not bloggers not it's like youtubers and influencers i'm guessing yep so anyway i think that there's a lot of conversations that are going to be happening from this kind of stuff because you'll start to notice that let's take away the problem or how pl- problematic rogan is right because he is in so many different ways he's a problem but let's let's just have him be just a person, like no name, like just a person. And to have him be in a position where his livelihood and, and I mean, again, I'm not just please don't just refer to Rogan. I'm trying to make this as a generalized thing, like as a human person who there's all of this stuff happening in the world and his livelihood might be impacted or he might have his stuff removed from wherever platforms are from the beginning, an establishment of his own independence from some larger entities to essentially fund him, he wouldn't be in this position to be able to execute on a lot of these things. Yeah, if he would have had his own, he would have avoided all this if he would have just kept doing what he was doing in the first place. He wasn't making nearly as much money and neither was Spotify. Did you know that an ad on his show cost a million dollars? Yeah. That's like the same shit as the Super Bowl. It's like, yeah, and probably crazy, more impactful, man. probably more impactful. <laughs> really more serious. impactful. I know. Podcast advertising. Everybody knows who's podcast, who, you know, your I your know, I know. Advertisers. Speaking of advertisers, don't we have one for this show? Because yeah, we got a couple. Okay. First, we tell you, first, we got to tell you about the link tree. Yeah. So link tree. If you wanted to thread together everything you do online with a single link, you can do it because of Linktree. You grow your audience platforms, share your entire online world, and monetize all the work that's getting 
that attention from your audience. Creators, brands, and businesses all over the world have trusted Linktree to curate their digital universes. Let's name drop. It's time to see why users like Selena Gomez, Glennon Doyle, and Gwen Stefani run their online lives through Linktree. Go to Linktree.com and get three months of Linktree Pro with the coupon code SHEPODCAST. So three full months of the pro level if you just use our code SHEPODCAST. And what is it? What is it? Basically, you put in all the links that you want people to see. Then they give you one link. You put that link in your bio instead of, you know, whatever offer you've got going on. And this way, people can just click that and all the information you want them to have is there. It's really great. Linktree.com, promo code SHEPODCASTS. Mal, just to let you guys know a little bit more about some of the stuff that you get with the pro, which is really neato, is that you can track performances. You can track performances of on links that you put out there, which is very, very, very cool. And one of the ways that you can track this stuff is like by changing the link, if you will, over the stuff that you're sharing inside of Twitter or Instagram or things like that, when you can see your link tree there and you see which one clicks where the most, that's really cool. You can keep all of that stuff. Plus you can remove the link tree logo, which is kind of neat because that's nice to take the branding off of your things. But it also connects to like Google, Google Analytics and Zapier and Facebook and TikTok pixels. I'm just saying that you could use it for that. There's a lot of times that people um, use Linktree, not just on Instagram, but you can use it in all of the different places. You can use it on Twitter. You can use it on Facebook. You can use it on TikTok and be able to get use all that everywhere. stuff in there. So yep, yeah, and it, it can actually cross post a lot of the stuff that is run via like an RSS feed. So if you have your podcast, you can add your RSS feed to Linktree and it automatically just updates it inside of the little landing page that you get. So there's all of these really fun things that you can definitely do with Linktree. And it is delicious. I love Linktree. Okay, moving on. Hello, I just, I want to say a really quick shout out to Barry for sharing the uh, our latest episode 344 on Twitter because I just love the work that she's doing out there in the space. Uh, that's a podcast in color. And if you're not following Barry, please do, because why are you not? She always offers a completely different perspective than the general, uh, I would say, industry folks out there. And I consider her to be incredibly wise. So please go ahead and follow her over at Podcast in Color on Twitter and on Instagram, because she is also active on Instagram. I know you finally met some of the folks over at Afros and Audio and the Black Podcasters Association. So these two organizations, the Black Podcasts, it's very hard to say, the Black Podcasters Association and Afros and Audio merged together, merged their amazing, amazing forces together and are creating this really amazing support for Black podcasters out there as a whole. Please check them out. If you haven't already, head over to blackpodcastersassociation.com. And if this association is you, if this is your place, when you head over there and you go, my God, my people are here, go ahead and sign up. Go ahead and become a member. They are doing some incredible stuff. Taleb and Corey are working together and Latrice Simpson uh, Richards all doing so many wonderful things over there. Please, please attend. There is so much care taken to educating Black podcasters that these folks are putting together. It is absolutely one of the most important things ever. And if it's not you, maybe these... 
ever, ever. If these are not like, you know, if, if obviously if you're not a black podcaster, but you do want to support them, you can always donate some money to uh, some of the com- these communities that are out there because they are incredibly important to the podcasting space as a whole. So please, 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 please. Agreed. Oh, my God. All right. Okay. Before we go on to the next thing, I wanted to tell you about something that our partner, Tracy DeForge, has put together. It is a super cool 90-day launch your podcast manager business course. So if you are wanting to offer tech or admin services to help podcasters launch, manage, and grow, this is a complete certification program with 14 modules of training, workbooks, templates, a Facebook community, bi-weekly coaching calls, weekly live Q&A sessions to help new and soon-to-be podcast managers lay a solid foundation for a sustainable and profitable podcast management business. So those of you who, I mean, it doesn't even matter if you are podcasting or not podcasting, if you want to help others do it, this is a great course. Go to shepodcast.com slash my podcast biz and check it out. Tracy does a lot of our training in our membership. So according to us, she really knows what she's talking about. And they have a business, Produce Your Podcast, which does all this stuff. And they've been successfully doing it for years now. So uh, if you want to learn how to do that and also have your own, you know, online business, you can get clients from all over the all over the world. Shepodcast.com slash my podcast biz. It's going to be really cool. Um, and it's like a, it's like a certification program. Like it's like a official certification program. Very cool. Pretty exciting stuff. If you guys want to do that. Okay. Now let's see what's happening. It's a tool tip. Elsie's tool tip. Hey, oh, see how many subscribers and followers your podcast has in every app. Your fans are using dozens of apps. Some of them reveal how they're performing. Use this tool to see all of them. Is it free? I believe it's free. Now, I do. I mean, it's a little misleading because it says use <laughs> this it. tool to see all of them. No, you can see some of them, not all of them, all but right. it's still kind of neat. You want to check it out? I'm typing, our, I'm typing our thing in right now. Okay. Subscribers and followers. That's very interesting. Podcast Addict is the, is the most popular by far. I know. And I think, and that's a, I believe, what? I think Podcast Addict is, well, this is what I'm saying, but you have to remember Apple Podcast is not on here. Spotify is not on here. Overcast is not on here. Castro is not on here. Stitcher is not mm. on here. Like there's five. There's, there's five. five. There are One, hundreds two, three, four, five, six. of podcast apps. There's well, hundreds of them. So then, okay. And it's not free. If you go to pricing. Oh, is that where you, it says, gives you all the rest of them? You get, yeah. So for $99 a month, you get a hundred searches a month. Three lists, which are... Wait, 100 searches. What does that even mean? Hold on. This says searches. Like if I want to search, like if I don't want to look, if I want to look up the feed or whatever competition I think I have, I can find out how many many things they have. And then also this says you can create target lists of podcasts because you can export them to a CSV file. Save any search as a dynamic list and share it with your team. For example, Spanish language podcasts with over 5,000 listeners founded in the past year. What? What? And how do they get that? I don't know. Where is it coming from? It doesn't say. It just says podcasting is growing. Try Refonic for free. Podcasting is growing fast. Get the info and contacts you need to pitch podcasts at a scale and get the word out. What? 
How does what? Okay, so for one fifty more dollars, you get five hundred searches a month, fifty lists, twenty concierge credit credits. A concierge service lets you ask our team of researchers go find the best and most up to date information for any show, saving you hours of time and effort. So I have to pay one hundred fifty dollars to ask someone on their team to give me the most updated information when they on their homepage tell you to look it up right here because here it is. What? <laughs> well, what? I think that there's something else happening here. I think that Raphonic is a specific See, the tool itself, I think it's just a fun tool. I think it's one of those things. You know how you created that that um now, I mean, upon looking at all this, remember when you did that um are you ready for podcasting little quiz? Uh, excuse me. Are you ready for podcasts? Are you ready for sponsors and advertisers? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. That little quiz. I still have that quiz. Yes. Yeah. And so that is essentially a lead magnet for you. Am I correct? Yes. Like that, that's what it was, right? It's it was like supposed you, to be. Yes. Yeah. It's also you, helpful. I mean, I did create it so that it was like insightful, but yes. Yeah. But it was insightful. And then if like somebody was like, oh, well, neat. And then they're going to go, oh my gosh, who put this tool together? Oh my gosh, it's Jessica Kupferman. Oh, wow. She is so smart. I want to hire her to work with me. So I think that that is what this is, where that little landing page we just went into is like a really fun little tool thing where you can go in there and see your show. And then you go, where did this come from? Oh, Raphonic. What is Raphonic? Oh, they find pitch and get get featured on podcast. Okay, but oh, I just typed in, so now they have, they sent me to a search where it says I can search by topic, by title, by publisher, or by episode. So I typed in podcasting to see what other shows about podcasting there are. Uh-huh. None of these are about podcasting. Last podcast on the left, Criminal, Monday Morning Podcast with Bill Burr, Rooster Teeth, Bill Simmons, and Generation Y. Po- None of, the, they all are, in fact, one, two, three, four of them are true crime. <laughs> Isn't that the case, though, Jess? Isn't that just reality? <laughs> How do I find shows about podcasting? Well. How to podcast. Let's try that. How to the School me. of Greatness. British History Podcast. What? Come on, man. I mean, I mean I'm not going to say anything bad about this. Whoever built this, I'm sure they're lovely. Thank you for bringing this to all of our attention. <laughs> <laughs> what a useful tool. For you to present today. <laughs> How much did you actually try this out before you listen? Decided to, I just went what, did you on just the page. come across it five minutes before we got on. I, here no, I listen. I went in there and I thought it was interesting to see, like that they got subscribed because people are always looking like, "What's my subscriber number?" Like, how so many people are subscribed numbers. to my show? Yeah, I so saw you, you saw our numbers and then you put it on, but you didn't really like. Yeah, I went. I, I saw our numbers and then I looked at the feeds numbers and I was like, oh, interesting. I like, you know, I mean, the one thing I didn't say I didn't really obviously subscribe to is that it said all of the place, all of them, which is not true. Whoa. There's like six. And so in those six, you can see people who, I don't know how they're finding this information though. That's what I'm wondering. Like, how are they getting this information? Is it via API? And does the platform decide to add their API to there so that they can get that information? I don't know. Anyway, I just thought it was neat because people keep asking us, how do I find how many subscribers you have? Now we can go like, hey, why don't you go over to this little tool and see in these six and these six, you can see how many people subscribe to your show. Okay. 
That ain't right, yo. I say we don't add the link to our show notes for that one. Okay, we don't add the So you guys have to go find it. Raphonic. Yep. Plus Good luck to you. Dude, we've covered it in the we've covered it on the show before. I just remember. I don't remember. Are you sure? Yes, absolutely. Not that I, I would know remember. We have Okay. So the next thing I'm is actually useful, I think. Do you have this already? I already Expand I actually reach? did it. I absolutely did this oh, you entire did it. Yep. I signed up. I Damn attended it, I hate when you're ahead of me in knowledge. I attended the event and it was this was the very, very first time that I've attended an event that I showed up to. Excellent. Because I'm going to see if I can. I'm going to share my screen here. Yes, um, please do. So that you guys can see some of the stuff. And I'm going to put the um, the volume is going to be down. So you guys are not going to be able to hear what's here. All right. So this is Luria and this is the behind the scenes. This is how she did it. I just want you to like look a little bit of that video. That looks awesome. Wow. She had all of these screens on the side. She talks through the entire thing, the the background, the cameras that they had going on. Everything was all set up there. They had, she was like, that was her studio. Look at all the screens that they had. They had two separate Zoom rooms. They had the speaker going on one side. They had everybody in there so that when the speakers came in, the speakers could actually see the audience. And they were completely engaged the entire time. Luria was the one that she she just started it all off. Like she was like, we're going to go from here. And like she would present it and then she would bring people on and was able to transfer the entire thing in a live, really super engaged event. Like I have never seen anything that was so well produced for a virtual event. I was like, this is worth it. This is a worth. This is totally worth it. This is the most amazing event that I have ever seen that she did all together there. She obviously had a team and I'm just going to like, look at this, look at all that. She had all the, all, everything all in one place. It was unbelievable. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with y'all today because she is a phenomenal, she actually was inducted to the Academy of Podcasters Hall of Fame in my year. So 2017, Luria Petrucci has been around for so long. She's always been on the video side of things and she is a really amazing educator and she crafted this event that I actually showed up for, which I have never done. I mean, I full disclosure, I have yeah. not showed up for any live events like this. Did you like have fun? This. I love signing, signing up I actually learned a lot. I, I took so many many notes. She had some really great people in, but I actually, the reason that I showed up and the reason that I paid for this is because I was from the get-go intrigued by that setup. So I showed up so that I could to see, to be inspired by the possibilities of what a live uh, on like an online event like this could be like. And that's why I've invested so much money in the video game right now, because I am over showing up for Zoom calls and not making it better. Like my dreams about being able to teach, especially the She Podcast people that are showing up and and being part of our membership is going to be by far above and beyond what anybody else is doing out there. Let's just put it that way, Jess. I am just wanting to do exact, my mom says exactly like our family Zoom. Yeah, right. Oh my gosh, it was so hilarious. I have to, I have a story to tell right after this, but Luria was amazing. So being able to see that, it really inspired me to see the possibilities of having um, something like a virtual event run by Ecamm. By the way, she ran the entire event with Ecamm and it is like really producing your own show 
And going back to what um, Stevie was talking about, that she has a stream deck and she's used it less and less, but I'm doing some sound effects and it's really handy. The reason that I want the Dream Deck isn't a four sound effects, it's for running the show. So it's the ability to tap a button, essentially, and have the screen completely change into a different view, into a different camera without having to sit there and press buttons. It really is just mm-hmm. you're being the, the director of a show, of an online experience, whatever that is, and to be able to do that. Anyway, that is why, why I like it. Well, are you going to get it? I have Ecamm. No, the Stream Deck. Oh, I'm going to hold off right now because I, I guess what I found out. I found out the Roadcaster Pro can serve as a Stream Deck. <gasps> what? The buttons that you press on that machine could trigger stuff. So I could actually code the Roadcaster to do that because it supports hotkeys and MIDI setups and stuff. So I have to watch videos and I have to sit there and go like, okay, let's see if I can do this. <laughs> But given that, though, I'm really excited by trying to figure that out. So I'm very, you very You are stoked. diving headfirst into all new tech this this week, this month. Yeah. Well, this I've year been, even. I've been in, inhaling all of this information you a have. little bit at a time, a little I'm bit amazed. at a time. But um, I love to end. I just got the videos for this event and they are phenomenal. Essentially, they were already pre-done. Everything is beautifully done. They pre-did it so that the essentially the raw footage that they got was the top type of footage that they could get. So it's already coming out there. And all the videos are around 20 minutes because they told their speakers, you have 20 minutes, that's it. You have 20 minutes. And they have a huge timer as soon as the speakers would come in. (laughs) It's a huge timer and they had to hit it. Like there was no going over. There was just like, okay, and then switching it off. So it was really, really neat. I love right, hold that. Hold on one second. You just dropped a bomb there. Yeah. And then you just kind of glazed over it, where you can use the buttons on the oh, Broadcaster yeah. Pro as a hot. And where are these videos that you're going to watch to learn how YouTube, to do YouTube. Hold on. I'm telling you, every night, I know that it's not that you guys think that it's not necessarily fun, but I find it very fun to do research on these things. Like you, I think it's fun. It's very fun for me to, to do all the research and it actually helped. Like I enjoy that, but here I'm going to show you, John, I'm going to put it in the, cause I'm going to dive right into this too. <laughs> I'm going to put it in the you chat. Should. That video that I just put in the chat, it's by Tom Buck. And the title is Use the Roadcaster Pro as a Video Switcher with Ecamm Live. I think that you can actually figure out how to do it with those buttons. I haven't done it because it's a very technical video and it's not one that you can, li- like you have to watch it versus listen. There's a lot of learning that you can do with videos by just listening to what they're saying. But this one, you have to sit there and look like, what are you pressing? What's the button? <laughs> what was the thing? Oh my gosh. All right. So John, since we're talking about tools and whatnot. Early on, Stevie asked a question about how you get yourself out of here, right? Essentially, how do you still produce our show and you're not, we can't see you? How do you do that on StreamYard? What are your settings? So on the side of StreamYard, you have four settings, comments, banners, brand, private chat, and settings. If you go into settings... And in the general settings, there has it. It's the second one, second checkbox down. Audio avatars. If you uncheck that, when you turn off your camera, you're in here 
with your audio, but you're not on camera. So I can sit here and I can do, I can shut my, I can shut my mic off. I can mute it and I can do other things and get things ready. And then mark things when Jess is rambling along and says, take that out. And then keeps on rambling. I can hit the (laughs) marker and do all of that. And you don't see me moving my head around while I'm doing it. It was one of the things that I don't like about live streaming, especially when you're producing a show, is your head's whipping around and you're looking in all over things and people don't need to see me on the show. Matter of fact, it's better that I'm not on camera. So this is why I like being back here like this. It's nice. I mean, it's it's also, I wish I would have known because it's so great to be able to give somebody the stage, you right. know, and just be like, okay, Jess is talking. And then disappear. And it's just you. Yeah. And it's not that it's somebody's removed. It's just that it's now, this is the. Right. Now I can also the, yeah. solo That's you. That's the main event. Oh. See, now yeah. you, I can solo you while you're talking. I don't do this because, but I could sitting back here. I could just, when Jess starts talking, I could solo her. And then when you start talking, I can solo you. But you could hear each other when we were doing it. I don't know if I should do that or not. If we were a little bit more on it, you'd be able to see like, oh, this is when Elsie's going to talk about, you know, if it's a, a key point that I'm talking about or that Jess is like transitioning into something else to yeah, be able to have yeah. that. It would be it would actually would be really helpful. But I think StreamYard is a little bit it's harder to. Yeah, you want, we could try it for the rest of the show. <laughs> Oh, God. No, because we're done. Because we are finished. Uh, oh, oh, yes. Sorry. oh, yeah, we had, we had all the things. Okay, did we cover all the yeah, things? We yes, did. we covered yeah. all the things. I think we did. Yay. All right. Well, if that's all, I guess we'll say goodbye. So thank you so much for listening and for being with us today on oh look it's just me <laughs> on she podcast thank you for listening to she podcast if you want to find all the links that we talked about today go to ShePodcast.com. you can also find us on social facebook twitter and instagram at she podcast if you want to give us some feedback you're welcome to do so feedback at she you can send us audio you can send us video you can send us your written words Ooh. happy valentine's day oh my happy gosh happy birthday to Yay! Um, and Yay, we will see you next time. Love you. Mean it. Bye bye. <laughs>